we go into your word this morning I ask that Lord you will speak to every heart let your light shine forth exposing every wrong doctrine exposing every wrong thing every wrong teaching that Lord let there be light oh God and that the name of Jesus be glorified in Jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed this morning amen please be wondrously seated in God's awesome presence hallelujah quickly let's open our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 2 we are carrying on from where we left off last week Luke chapter 2 from verse 41 to 50 Luke chapter 2 from verse 41 to 50 his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover and when he was 12 years old they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast when they had finished the days as they returned the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother did not know it but supposing him to be have been in company they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances so when they did not find him they returned to Jerusalem seeking him now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers both listening to them and asking them questions and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers so when they saw him they were amazed and his mother said to him son why have you done this to us look your father and i have sought you anxiously and said to them why did you seek me did you not know that i must be about my father's business but they did not understand the statement which he spoke unto them may the lord bless the wind of his word in jesus mighty name amen uh, the title of my sermon as we carry on is the father's business part two praise the name of the lord hallelujah the father's business part two but for the sake of recap or for those of us who perhaps today is your very first time in the place of victory and you were not privileged to be amongst us last week we said by having the conversation that when god created man there were certain things that god in his infinite wisdom installed in the dna of man such that it will enable us in having a meaningful fellowship with him Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I said that it's like a software that you install on a computer device that aids your user experience in, of that particular device. Hallelujah. And I said that that tool is what we call passion. Praise God. It is the motivation for us to seek God that it has been installed in the DNA of man to always want to know God. Praise God. And so for that reason, you would see that in its human history, Many people have sought different things all in the pursuit of God. For some, there is a longing within them that they are seeking to satisfy. And so they assume that that particular thing could be a job. And so when you get the job, you're not truly satisfied. You explore other things. It is only a pointer to the one who gives meaning to our lives. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And I said that when this tool is properly used, hallelujah, the result of such application is that it results in what we call love. Hallelujah. When passion is properly or is properly channeled in the way it's supposed to be, the result of such effort is what we call what love however when we wrongly misuse this thing called passion the result of it is what we will call what dust praise the name of the lord hallelujah 
Because many a times, the difference between lust and love is just what? Your motive. Praise the name of the Lord. The difference between love and lust would be what? Motive. Praise the name of Jesus. And I said here that the flesh has always been the greatest vice that has caused great men to fall. All through scriptures, even in human history. Anytime you look at the rise or the fall of anyone great, it's always traceable to the lust of the flesh. Praise God. And we know, just like how Paul was telling the church in Corinth, he said that for we are not unaware of the Satan's devices, such that we fully know that the strategies of the devil will never change. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I said that when the devil wants to tempt a man or a woman or to derail anyone, he will always come in the threefold ways. The loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so for that reason, we began to look at what we call that for passion to be properly utilized, it will only be explored in three dimensions. And we said that number one is that there must be a passion for God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. That you and I must come to a place where we are able to vet the motive with which we do certain things and be able to establish if truly I am passionate about God. Hallelujah. Number two is that if I'm passionate about God, the result of what it will come about is that I'll be passionate for his people. Praise the name of the Lord. And if I'm passionate about God's people, I would have no choice but to be passionate for his kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so today we carry on with the conversation looking at what? What does it mean to have passion for God? Praise the name of the Lord. What does it mean to do what? Have passion for God. The Bible says that Paul was speaking, I think it was in the book of 2 Corinthians 4, it was saying that one of the things that you will begin to notice in the last days is that as the days begin to wind down to Christ's second coming, one of the things that you would notice is that what? The love of God would wax cold in the heart of many. Passion is an object of desire or deep interest. In all these definitions here or explanations, one thing is key here is that what is intense, praise God, it is deep. It drives someone. It is what their motivation for living, praise God. Last week, we, look, we looked at the topic of, of how lust drove Amnon to sleep with his sister, Tamar. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said that it got to a point where he was even sick because of how much he had lusted after his sister. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is why I say that this passion is a gift. But the truth is, whether it's a gift or a curse depends on how we choose to channel those things. Praise the name of the Lord. Because for everything God gives that is good, the enemy would want to do what? Do the opposite. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you realize that when passion is properly applied, one of the things that it will result is that what? It will help you in your desire, in your hunger to seek or to pursue after the things of God. And I said here that passion cannot be ex explored without what? Knowledge. Praise God. You cannot seek after what you don't know. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, let us use food for example. You can only crave the food you have tasted. 
why because it left a memory an experience of what you had and so for that reason there is a sense of intense desire that i just must have a taste of this particular thing praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so you realize that the same thing would apply even in our explaining or digging deeper as it relates to having a passion for god that you cannot truly have passion for a god you do not know Praise the name of the Lord. You cannot, I repeat, say you have passion for a God you do not know. Many a times we need to ask ourselves certain pertinent questions. Why do I come to church? Am I coming to church because I have some sense of guilt that it's my custom to come to church? Because when you read the passage you read in Luke chapter 2, the Bible said that what it was their custom every year to go to Jerusalem. Praise God. And one of the things that custom does is that it makes you lose value of certain things. Praise the name of the Lord. Tradition makes you lose value for certain things such that they assumed that Jesus was still in their company. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for us, for the fact that perhaps you were born in a Christian home, that's custom. Perhaps you went to church every Sunday, that could be custom. And one of the things that would happen or the dangers of such things is that at some point in time, you may tend to lose value of what Christianity is all about. And so the essence of this teaching is to perhaps rekindle that fire within you before it goes off. Praise God. And for some of us who the fire may have even gone off, is that by the grace of God, that fire is rekindled again. Praise the name of the Lord. And I said here, because God gave us a secret. The Bible said that God was speaking through Jeremiah. And he says that, you know what? Let not the wise man glory in his riches. Praise God. Let not what? The mighty man glory in his might. And he says, let not the rich man glory in his riches. Why? Because there is a tendency that as you begin to assume certain things in life, you lose value of what's important. So for example, wisdom. The Bible said that at some point in time, Solomon was overwhelmed by the decisions he had to make on a daily basis. And God asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And Solomon cried out saying that what I desire wisdom. Praise God. But the question was, how come such a wise man went ahead to do foolish things? Praise the name of the Lord. When you tend to glory in the things that you should not glory in, at some point in time, you will begin to lose value of what of that particular thing. And so God has said, that, let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor the rich man glory in his riches. He says, if any man is to glory in anything, let him glory himself in this. He said that what? That he understands and does what? Knows me. Praise God. That he understands what and knows me. The desire of God is that everyone would have a relationship with him. Praise God. God is not, has no, has no issues with the blessings. But if he blesses without you knowing the one who, who blessed, then there is 
an issue. Praise God. And so here he was saying that to what? Let he that glories, glory in this, that he understands and knows that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth. For these I what? I take the light in. Praise God. And so every time any man or woman makes the object of his life about knowing God, that person is do what? Walking in purpose. Praise God. That every time you make the knowledge of God your most significant priority in life, allow me to say that you are on the right path. That is why the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing that you're craving to have. The Lord has no big deal about giving it to you and I. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But however, we understand that from the very beginning, I've always said it here in this church, man was never designed to live independent of God. This is why every time we attempt to put God on the side, the Bible calls it what? Disobedience. Praise the name of the Lord. Every time you tend to edge God out of any decision, the Bible regards it as what? Disobedience. Why? Because the union between man and God was designed to never be broken. That the desire of every man's affection must be God. That is why Jesus said that I am the vine and you are the branches. He says, he who abides in me and I in him. He says what? Bears much fruit for truly without me you can do nothing. Praise God. If there is anything I want you to leave this Sunday or, or to leave church with, any time you want to take a decision, be it righteous in its outlook, so long as you edge God out of it, the Bible regards it as what? Disobedience. Why? Because he's supposed to be involved in every aspect of our lives. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God has always been interested in every aspect of my life and your life. And so someone wrote a book called Knowing God. And in that book, he said this, and I'll read it for the sake of time. He says, we are cruel to ourselves if we try to live this world without knowing about God, whose world it is and who runs it. The world becomes a strange, mad, painful place, and life in it, in it, a disappointing and unpleasant business for those who do not know about God. He says, disregard the study of God, and you sentence yourself to stumble and blunder through life blindfolded, as it were, with no sense of direction and no understanding of what surrounds you. This way, you can waste your life and lose your soul. Praise God. The object of your affection must always be God. I wake up in the morning, God. I go to sleep, God. I breathe my breath, God. I give up my breath, God. Because in him we live. It's in him that we move and we have our being. I'm saying this because if this is not your reality, this is a call to repentance. Praise the name of the Lord. When the desire of God is no longer in your life, for whatsoever reason, this is a call to repentance. Why? Because God is after those who seek him genuinely. 
praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we know from scriptures, someone said that there are three ways to know God. Number one is that if you want to know God, the first and uncorruptible way of knowing God is what? Through scripture. Praise the name of the Lord. That the most authentic, the most accurate way of knowing God is what number one must be what? Through scripture. Why? The Bible says, John 5 verse 39. Jesus here was speaking and he says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think in them you have eternal life. These very scriptures testify about me. Praise the name of the Lord. That for every time your desire is to know God, the first point of introduction is what? The Bible. Why? Because the Bible says that what? The word of God has been tried seven times and it did what? It survived it. Do you know, according to church history, several attempts have been made to make the Bible extinct, but yet the living word still stands. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Paul was telling Timothy some advice. He says that what from a young age thou hast known the holy scriptures, which is able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. He said, for therefore all scripture is given by what? But God for correction, for reproof, all these things that a man of God will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Praise the name of the Lord. If you want to know God, if you want to grow in your knowledge about God, praise God. Because many a times we want to, one of the things that technology has done for us as human beings is the fact that we want to take the shortest cut possible. Praise God. And so for example, if I want to know God, I go on YouTube and start listening to sermons. If sermon is the only way I seek to know God, there is a chance I will walk in error. Why? Because I don't know the authenticity or the spirit behind the person teaching me. This is why the Bible said that for the people who were living in Berea, they were what always went back to confirm what was spoken was in line with scripture. Praise the name of the Lord. And so I would always encourage, don't go and say my pastor said, I might say something, but even the best of us is still a man. And for the fact that we are men means that we are prone to what error. Hallelujah. This is why scripture is called what the more sure word of prophecy. Number two is that what if you want to know God, one way to know God is what the names of God. Why? Because the names of God reveal what the character of God. That's why we pray that passage, Exodus chapter 6. God was sending Moses to a people who had not known him. They have always heard. The Bible said that the reason why God chose Abraham was that Abraham would teach his children the ways of his God. That's good. But however, as it is with communication, if I continue to pass information without experience, at some point in time, it will get corrupted. Praise the name of the Lord. And so these people, they have always heard about the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, but they have never experienced him. And so God was saying that when you go, tell them that in the past, 
I have appeared to God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. But now I want them to experience me as Lord. Why? Because the one who is Lord is the one who claims ownership over a thing. Praise God. And so you understand that the name in which God communicates himself is the way through which we know him. This is why for people, for example, the reason why you hear someone say, God is my Ebenezer, is because at some point in time, Samuel needed help. And God came to him in that wise. That's why he said, God is my word helper. This is why when you want to seek help, you know who to approach. For the person who is barren, there's an example of a God who did what? Made the barren to be fruitful. Such that when Anna was praying, she was able to remember through scripture that there was a point when Rebecca, sorry, Rachel, the Bible said that her womb was closed and Isaac prayed or Jacob prayed for Isaac and what her womb was opened. And so if anybody is seeking fruitfulness, they know that I must seek God in that wise through which he revealed his name. Praise the name of the Lord. This is why even for us as a church, we believe in the potency of names because the name one bears what is a revealer of your character. Praise the name of the Lord. Check your name and you see your character reflected in there. Praise the name of the Lord. I don't care what your name is. Just check your name and you begin to realize there are certain traits. Praise the name of the Lord. Number three is that what a revelation of the person of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus was speaking to the disciples and he says that what? If you have seen the Father, if you have seen me, you have done what? Seen the Father. And yet, Philip was asking, show us what? The Father. So you understand that when God begins to reveal to you the person of Jesus as the Son of God, that what he has come to accomplish for you and I on the cross of Calvary, that is an intimate way of knowing him. Praise the name of the Lord. But that's not why we're here today. We want to know how do I sustain passion for God? Or how do I develop passion for God? Hallelujah. Number one is that what? A revelation of the saving grace of God. The way through which you love somebody is based on what they have done for you first. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. When you talk to people and you, for example, for the wives who say, I love my husband, or for the husbands who say, I love my wife, if you ask them why, there is always something that led to that love. Praise the name of the Lord. The same principle would apply with our God. That if you want to develop passion for God, you must first of all understand or have a revelation of what? The saving grace of God. Because the Bible says that what? All had sinned. Praise God. One of the things that really encourages me. Now, this might sound paradoxical. One of the things that encourages me when I ordinarily should be grieving is when I hear people died, and but yet they died in Christ. The greatest tragedy that can happen to anybody is to leave this earth without knowing Jesus. Praise God. It's a great tragedy. As hard as this earth can be, you experience hardship. You end life here and you continue in eternity. God forbid. Praise the name of the Lord. I say this because many of us, or there are some people 
who assume that what qualifies them for eternity is based on good works. Praise God. And so for that reason, they give their lives to charitable projects, thinking that, oh, the more people I help, the more I will make heaven. Guess what? If you spend all your money for the poor, praise God, and yet you don't know Jesus, the Bible says that what? All is what? Vanity. Praise the name of the Lord. I used to have a colleague before and I was talking to her one day. I think I've shared the story here in church. And I was talking to her and I said, you know that, that what? One of the things that would help us to make heaven when Christ comes again is that we give our lives to Christ. And she was saying, oh, that I know I will make heaven. And I said, so why do you say so? She said, because, you know, I don't do anything bad. I pay my council tax. I obey the laws. I don't break any traffic light. And I said, oh, wow, that's wonderful. But you see, any blessing that that obedience has to offer ends as long as this earth is concerned. Praise the name of the Lord. The benefit of such obedience ends the moment this life ends. Praise God. But what qualifies you for life unto the next is that you appreciate the saving grace of God such that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. As a matter of fact, some religions believe that it is based on my good works that I make heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for that reason, they keep pursuing the law. The Bible said that what? It is righteousness by works. So the more I keep doing, the more I keep... As I've said it here before, that one of the things that really discouraged me when I was growing up as a, as a child was that in Sunday school, I was told that if you obey the Ten Commandments and you miss out on one, you have failed all. I was like, what's the point? <laughs> Praise God. Because normally, education tells us that when you fail one question out of nine, out of ten, that's 90%. And that's what? An A. I passed. But in the things of God, I'm told that what? I have failed. So what's the point? Because the essence of the law was to reveal the weakness of the flesh. That if you say you want to make heaven on your own, you are in for a joke. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says, Paul was telling Romans, he was saying, what then shall we say that about our father Abraham? He said, have him according to the flesh. He said, for if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Remember, the best way to know God is through what? Scripture. He says, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He says, now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but what? As a debt. Now, can you imagine my employer pays me and I say thank you? Really and truly, I'm not thanking you. I have done the work, then you pay me. Courtesy only says thank you. Am I making sense? Because when you walk, the reward for work is what? I should be paid my wages. That's why the Bible said that what? Every laborer is worthy of their wages. And so if my righteousness was based on my works, I owe Jesus nothing. Praise God. But the Bible says here that what? But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for him as what? Righteousness. 
is why the laborers were angry in that narration Jesus gave. That the kingdom of God is like a man who went to the field and he began to invite people. At the beginning of the day, he invited and said, I will pay you this much, I will pay you this much, I will pay you this much. And towards the end of the shift, he just invited some people again, people like you and I, and still paid us the same wages. And the Bible says that what the people became angry. But Jesus gave an answer. He said, is it not my money? Should I not do with it as much as I please? After all, I held my own deal of the bargain. We agreed I will pay you X amount. And I paid you. Have I done anything wrong? Praise the name of the Lord. And so when you understand the saving grace of God, you have no choice but to, to love God. Praise the name of the Lord. When you understand where you were headed and where God delivered you from, you are now indebted to God that you have no choice. That is why Paul was saying that what? Do you not know that, you're, that you have been bought, bought with a price? He says, therefore, glorify God in your body. Because our lives are no longer our own. Praise God. Number two of developing passion is that what is by association. Let me tell you this. Passion is contagious. Praise God. If you want to test it, go and hang around sinners. As righteous as you can be, go and hang around sinners. It's only a matter of time. Praise God. It's only what? A matter of time. That's why when you see a believer fall, don't rejoice. Because you don't know what you will do when it's your turn. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Paul was saying in the book of Hebrews, he says what? And let us consider one another in order to do what? Stir up love. You cannot be with someone who is passionate about something and not share the same passion. Passion is contagious. The company you keep, as they say, determines what accompanies you. Praise God. And so he says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Praise God. You see, technology is good. It's supposed to ease the life that we live. Life is hard in itself. But technology is supposed to make life more bearable. However, it, does not, it should not replace what needs to be done. So in this day and age where there is online church, praise God. And so you see somebody here say, oh, you know what? I don't go to church any longer. And I, I just worship online. Good for you. Praise God. Because so long as you're not in the company of people who keep you accountable. You know, guys were having a fellowship this week. And I was telling I said, you see, fellowship was designed by God to ensure that you finish. Praise God. Fellowship was designed by God to ensure that you finish. Because if you run the race alone, I'm not a prophet of doom. I guarantee you, you will not finish. Because there will always be something to discourage you along the way. The enemy's agenda is to ensure that you don't finish. Go and read the book or watch the movie, uh, The Pilgrim's Progress. You understand that the enemy's assignment is to make sure any way possible, you must not finish this race. Praise God. And so if truly you want to finish, I suggest to you it is wisdom to hang around people who share the same views. 
That's why, you know, someone, someone said that if you want to make heaven as a pastor, go and ask your wife first. Praise God. Because if she has proposed to go to hell, guess what? Both of you will go. <laughs> Praise God. It's the truth. Because some people begin to experience hell here on earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you understand it fully well that what if you really want to finish this race, fellowship is how God has kept us accountable. I remember a friend who was sharing a story with us that him and his friend then, they proposed in their hearts all throughout university that they would not be involved in sin. And they were fellowship leaders. And so whenever the ladies came to visit them in their hostel and the guy was in his room alone, he would just come and knock on the door. Are we still making heaven? Just in case you have been what? Deceived. Hallelujah. It might sound as a joke, but you see this thing about heaven, it's no, it's no joke. Praise God. If you really want to finish, then you must align yourself with people who are desirous of finishing. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Well, be not deceived. Evil communication does what? It corrupts good manners. Praise God. Just take a glass of clean water. All you need to do is drop a tiny pinch of dirt. The entire water is dirty. Praise God. But you know how long of how much clean water you need to pour into dirt before it becomes clean. So it's easier to be sinful than it is to be righteous. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that if I want to sustain my passion or develop passion for God, I must be willing to subscribe myself to those who are passionate about the things of God. You know, when I was in school then, I wasn't the most brilliant, but I understood this power of company. So we were, had five friends. We did everything together. And guess what? We all had good grades. Praise God, because the company you keep would determine what accompanies you. So every single time in school, it may like got into school, me and these guys, and to God be the glory, we are still friends till today. Because if you want to get to the top, look for those who are going to the top. You know, there's a Washington says something. He said that if you hang around the barber shop long enough, you'll get a free haircut. Praise God. Because what? That's what people come there to do. But it says, awake to what righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And finally, as my, as my time is up, we must subscribe ourselves to spiritual disciplines. Praise God. Discipline is doing what I don't want, even when I don't want it. Praise God. Because remember I said, your flesh is your greatest vice. So Galatians 5 said that there is a war between my members. It says the flesh is constantly at war with the spirit. It says, so therefore, walk what? In the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Praise God. Some people want to be very prayerful. Guess what? The only way to be prayerful is to do what? Is to pray. You want to study the Bible, the only way to study the scriptures to do what? Just stay there. Praise God. 
is to subscribe yourself to certain spiritual disciplines. I said it again. Discipline is doing what I don't want to do, even though I know it's beneficial for me when I don't want to do it. Praise God. For, so for some of us, there are certain disciplines we ascribe to our flesh because there's a certain result. Go and ask a lady a few months to her wedding day. She knows that eating cake is bad. So I must fit into my dress. So whatever needs to be done, I must do it. That's discipline. Praise God. The same way it is about making heaven, I cannot overemphasize it. I shared it here when I was growing up. I made a covenant not to go to hell, not because I heard this, the gospel. I took a grasshopper. I just hit it and it was almost dead. And just as a child, just being curious, I put on the gas cooker and I put the grasshopper on it. And the way the thing burnt. And then in Sunday school, they would tell us that in hellfire is unquenchable. That day, I made that resolution. I must not go to hell. Praise God. God uses certain experiences to teach us or to strengthen our convictions. Praise God. And so if you want to develop a healthy passion for the things of God, my brother and my sister, subscribe yourself to the disciplines. Because the truth is there's no shortcut to knowing God. In this day and age where we live in a microwave generation, everything is quick. You know, you download the app, sharp, sharp, and everything. Just There's no app for knowing the scriptures. Rather than doing what? Doing what the ancient does. So the Bible says that's what? Follow the ancient paths. Follow the ancient paths. Paul was saying Ephesians 6 verse 18. My time is up. It says, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all what? Perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Heaven rejoices for those who finish, not those who attempt the race. Praise God. Heaven rejoices for those who finish. So that's why the Bible said that, therefore, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. They are cheering us on. You can do this. You must finish this race. So when Paul was saying that, you know what? I've fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. Now there's reserved for me a crown of righteousness. He understood what he was saying. And so for us as believers to sustain a healthy passion for God, you must be a person who is given to prayer. You must be a person who is given to worship. You must be a person who is given to the study of the word. It is not either or. It is all of these things and more. Praise God. Because some of us, we like to celebrate, oh, I'm a person of prayer, I'm not, I'm not of the word. Your prayer makes no meaning without backing of scriptures. You can say, oh, I'm a worded person. Your word makes no meaning if you don't have time to pray. So both are like bread and butter. You cannot enjoy both in isolation. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so in conclusion, someone said, there's a difference between knowing God and knowing about God. When you truly know God, you have energy to serve him, boldness to share him, and the contentment needed in him. Praise the name of the Lord. Because one of the things that would help us in this day 
as the love of many is waxing cold is that we are people who develop a healthy passion for the things of God and God will help us all in Jesus name let us bow our heads even as we pray gracious father in heaven we just want to say thank you for the entrance of your word the Bible said that indeed that when we hear the word some receive it with excitement and things of this world choke up the word that it bears no fruit but Lord I ask that you will preserve these words in our hearts in the name of Jesus that Lord you would bring us to a place and a position oh God where we are hungry and desperate for more of you and, the, and as the Bible promised that blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled therefore Lord we pray that in the name of Jesus you will satisfy us all with your presence in the name of Jesus thank you Almighty God in heaven for in Jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed amen and amen